and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay and she's Sarah and we are marine biologists in recovery and today we are talking about contact. Yeah, so Contact is the movie that came out in the 90s with Jodie Foster and it's based on a book by Carl Sagan. Uh, who was a writer and also a like astronomer, sciencey person? Um, yeah. So yeah, thank goodness we don't have to like pick apart the physicsy astronomy stuff because <laughs> yeah, we are definitely not physicsy yeah, astronomy that's not people. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Enthusiast, yes. In the knowledge level, comes from Star yeah. Trek. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a line in the IMDb trivia that says Carl Sagan was taking great care to ensure the science was accurately depicted in this movie. So it's not really a movie that falls under our main, um, you know, mission statement. But oh well. But we like female scientists mm-hmm. and closish to reality science fiction. Or I like those things, anyways. Yeah, um, no, I like it. There's yeah. one point in the movie where she just yells hydrogen times pi, and I'm like. That's not a thing that you can... Those aren't things you can times together. No, it was the weight of hydrogen times pi. Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. I was like, yeah. those, those <laughs> units don't match. Or something, it was something about the weight of hydrogen or the number of protons in hydrogen or something. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. definitely missed the beginning half yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't, you can't multiply hydrogen and pi. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, so great. All right. Um, do you want to summarize the movie real fast? I think hopefully okay. people have seen this. Honestly, Lindsay never seen it. And I was shocked because I saw this movie so many times. Yeah, no, my sister was also shocked. So it's basically about a scientist. I don't know what her technical She's an astronomer. Is. Astronomer. Mm-hmm. Who is listening to satellites um, to find, to see if they can use sound to find uh, life in the universe somewhere. Yes. Um, and she does after a lot of drama about people thinking she's nuts and a lot of, a lot of funding issues, Yeah, which is not, um, out of the norm. It's very realistic for most science is finding funding. So they're about to get shut down and then she does find it. And then there's a big to do because, that it was, it was like <laughs> it hardcore proof that it's yeah there's life somewhere else and it turns out they're sending them a message and in the message is plans to build a spacecraft so they could go visit this uh, other life which is on the star vega which is in a constellation not a constellation um a <laughs> galaxy far, star far system. away <laughs> there we go. i was like i know that there are other words and i know them um and so after more stuff and Tom Skerritt is supposed to go and then the bad people blow him up. And so she gets to go, but she goes, but also it kind of seems like she didn't go and she's just hallucinating. And it turns out there's, uh, it's just a lot of stuff about um, religion versus science and faith and evidence of things not seen. That's a West Wing episode. Indeed. And <laughs> um, the patriarchy and yeah yeah and yeah so then that's kind of left unresolved but not really and it's all about what you believe and sticking to your moral compass kind of i guess but also 
sleeping with Matthew McConaughey, even though he literally stops you from achieving your dreams because he wants to do you. Yep. I know you like, yeah, you like him and then you don't like him, but then you like him again at the end. Mm, he still, comes, he, he comes around at the very, he comes end. around at the very end, but I'm still dubious. I don't think they should be together, but I don't hate him no. as a character. At but the, by I, the end. I like that at the very, very end mm. in the epilogue that you don't see him. So yes. it's up to you. It's not like a, yes. Oh, they're so happy together. No, no. Yeah. She has a ring on and all that stuff. It's just her. So it's up to you. Yeah, no. He he redeems what himself they... as a character, but not uh, not in her mind. Just in yeah, it, as like not a total trash human being. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, there's not a huge amount of like biology because the alien that she meets is like speaks to her in her brain or in the in the like looks like her dead dad so we don't actually Mm -hmm. see any aliens or learn anything about the aliens or their biology yeah and their biology other than they communicate with math and science so that's i mean that makes sense yeah but there is one thing so she meets this very like howard hughesy elon musky crazy Mm -hmm. person who has too much money and he when she first meets him he is living on an airplane and then mm-hmm. later, he's living on the International Space Station with the Russians. No, Mir. No. Oh, he's living on Mir. Right. Sorry. It was. Yeah. yeah. That makes more sense. I was like, how did the U.S. not know that he was there? Yeah. No, he was living on Mir because it was the 90s. So it was before Mir. Uh, mm-hmm. Stopped being Mir. Um, yeah. So he's living up there to try to like slow the growth of his cancer because he has enough money to try anything i guess mm-hmm. um and so i was like that was the one thing i was like oh i'm curious and i did not have a chance to ask um my sister about this my sister is a radiation oncologist but um she's been a little busy this week uh moving so <laughs> i didn't ask her about this but i in my very limited research this is what i've got okay when you're in space there is you have higher radiation exposure so it's like not great for cancer in that regard so like not great, but there is a chance that maybe microgravity might slow the growth of existing cancers down, but it's hard to know because basically all the cancer studies that they do in microgravity, and they do a lot of them, but they are doing in vitro um, studies, so mm-hmm. like cancer cells not in a body, and the cancer cells like in vitro on Earth grow very differently than cancer cells in vitro in space, but the ones in space grow more similarly to ones that are like in a body because like Mm -hmm. a body like supports the structure of like a, a tumor growing. Right. And it doesn't need as that support in microgravity. So then, so like, so it is entirely possible that like in vitro cancer cells grow slower in microgravity than they do on earth, but that doesn't really have any bearing on what happens inside a body. Mm Because like, yeah, the cells inside your body are more subjected to, like, the forces of, like, your blood vessels and tendons and, like, connective tissue than they are to gravity or microgravity. So, like, I don't know. I guess, like, if you have enough mm-hmm. money and you're going to die anyways, you might as well give it a shot. But, like, I don't think that's, yeah. like, and also I don't think they're going to just, like, send cancer patients to space to see what happens. Yeah. They do have mm-hmm. mice on the International Space Station, so maybe they have been studying tumors in mice i don't have no idea but um yeah 
Also, they grew hot peppers on the International Space Station, unrelated to anything other than it was I know, just really it just cool. Happened. And they were so excited. <laughs> I know, they get to have some fun spices. Yeah, they made tacos. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, he talks about low oxygen slowing his cancer. Mm. That's what he was trying, but I guess like it's just one of those. The thing with like, any of those treatments is like low oxygen might slow the cancer, but it also like makes you as the person less healthy so yeah like it's harder for you to fight off infection also, or anything if you had all the money in the world couldn't you just get yourself in a space with low oxygen in on earth yeah yeah also i don't think that maybe the oxygen is a little bit lower in space i'm yeah. not sure yeah i don't know like when you're in the space station like it, you would expect it to be they would have had it normal so that the astronauts are healthy I don't know. He dies in the movie, so exactly. we never find out. Mm-hmm. Like, and in the book, he none of this is none of this happens according to the trivia. Yeah, the book is um, very different than the movie. I did mm-hmm. read the book back when the movie came out and liked it a lot less. Um, I think it's just I don't. I'm not a big fan of Carl Sagan's writing. Like I think he's a really interesting mm-hmm. thinker, but I don't just I just don't like his style of writing, like the way mm-hmm. he writes. And also, there's way more conflict between so the science. science and religion. Um, mm-hmm. like it's just it's way more it's a huge huge plot point like it's a huge plot point in the movie and then it's like it takes over even more of it and mm. just because it's a longer form right yeah. yeah so and there's more religious characters in it there's sort of there's mm-hmm. two there's like the the Matthew McConaughey one who's like the more um like still deeply religious but much more moderate and like is a reasonable person to have a conversation with and then there's somebody who's much more like hardline very anti-science whereas i don't think matthew mcconaughey is anti-science he's just is that supposed to be the rob Loeb character who doesn't really have a lot maybe yeah maybe and it's weird because this is pre-west wing so rob Lowe like was in the was in two scenes of this movie and that was like that was it and like that's a really weird role for him to take but it was before he got famous again so yeah maybe maybe um i can't remember exactly but yeah there was just yeah somebody who was much more anti-science i i wasn't mm-hmm. sure too if it was the guy like the blonde haired guy who mm. like blows who things up blows things yeah up. yeah um because yeah i literally haven't read the book since like the movie came out yeah so yeah it's an interesting thing and there's a lot of issues that i have just because it was the 90s and stuff about talking about faith and talking about religion mm-hmm. and all of that stuff but then matthew mcconaughey just makes it like there's a lot of there's a lot but they repeat the fact that 95 percent of the world believes in a higher power which yeah. is a statement that i'm like okay but then matthew mcconaughey just says that god i'm like no 95 percent of the world is not christian yeah this is a problem that you're writing because you are just not thinking about anybody else except yeah i think men. well and i think that's and that could also just be a thing with, like, an intentional choice for that character to assume mm-hmm. that everybody who yeah. believes in a higher power believes in, believes in God. Believes in God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, because, like, demonstrably, like, you know, the like, it's illegal to be religious in China. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, <laughs> um, those numbers are yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Or Christianity, anyways. Yeah. I'm not sure about other religions, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know enough to no, me uh, neither. Speculate, um, but but there's yeah. also the um, like there's obviously a lot of patriarchy mm-hmm. issues in this. Although it's interesting, I don't know about the book that they never bring up that she's a woman and she's the first person to go do these things, which I feel like would be a 
bigger deal. I like that they don't bring it up. I like that too, but it's very interesting. But like, so it's just like patriarchy isn't even mentioned, which I don't know if it's good or bad. Well, I think like regardless it's of just, who, it's there. Yeah, like it was always like whoever did the whoever went in the spaceship thing was always going to be like the first person. Um, mm-hmm. I think the fact that it's a woman scientist like com- uh, not competing but like in conflict with male politicians and male religious figures adds like an extra dimension to it of mm-hmm. like they're even less likely to believe her um when yeah. she comes back um yeah because it's like oh women are so frail and she just hallucinated it and she wanted to believe mm-hmm. it and she wanted to see her dad and yeah. all that stuff but like I don't, I, it almost feels like, yes, it's important that she was a woman and she's the one who like has that religious, not, not religious, but like she comes to a place of like knowing something that she can't prove. Yes. Which is mm-hmm. contrary to science, but isn't necessarily, necessarily religion. religion. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she knows something deep inside of her that she can't prove, which, like, we all do. Like, when Matthew McConaughey asks her, like, prove that you loved your dad or prove that your dad mm-hmm. loved you. Like, yeah, you can't. You just know it. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, she – yeah, so it's, like, the the gender dynamic is interesting in the fact that, like, because it ended up being a woman, people – other people are even less likely to believe her, but I don't think in terms of like the scientific accomplishment or like all that stuff, I don't think that her being a woman really like makes any difference. No, I think it's more of looking at the movie from a wider lens, not necessarily the plot. Mm-hmm. Just like that's, it's interesting that it didn't come up. And I feel like, cause there's lots of other stuff in the movie yeah. about stuff of like, she talks she goes and finds Angela Bassett, who's like the chief of staff yeah. in the White House. And the only thing they can talk about is where to find a dress. Yes. And there are two separate instances of she goes into her house and someone has been in her house to send her messages. And she is in no way concerned for her personal safety. Oh, yeah. That's when I was like, oh, this movie was written by a man. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like she goes in her house and she's like, oh, there's the satellite and a huge TV screen. And someone has obviously been in my house. And there's like, I'll just turn it on and not check to see if anyone's in my house coming to attack me. yeah and there's like a, t- a, a like webcam or whatever on top of her tv yeah. that she doesn't weird her out yeah 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 mm-hmm. no like, for sure okay. it's like the yeah the unwritten stuff of yeah. like yeah of like this was written by a man and yeah. like so it's like it's one of those things of like did they not bring up that she was a woman and that was an issue because they didn't think about it or because it shouldn't matter like it's i think of, they like, were I trying to tell. say that it shouldn't matter but yeah I don't know if they they nailed that one. But yeah, for yeah, the exactly. 90s, they nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, it was not yeah. a thing of, like, especially when they did, like, the montages of Jay Leno and all that stuff. They weren't like, it's a woman. Ah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, making and I think, jokes about that. Yeah. The selection committee, too, to, like, pick this, like, astronaut was trying to pick somebody who was, like, representative of the human population. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't... I, did we see many other people who were in that select, like who were? Being I think children? we just saw like like um, and Tom Garrett and um like spat like of of all of them when they were like walking out of a plane or something. Yeah, and I, we didn't really even get to like you'd have to pause it and look. Yeah, but I was to like, see who it was? Yeah, I'm unsurprisingly, 
probably white? majority white and probably yeah. majority men. <laughs> I think they were all men because I was specifically looking for her at that point mm-hmm. and uh, like she was the only one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like if they were really trying to pick a representative at the at least the selection group should have been like 50% women and like more mm-hmm. racially diverse. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the anyways. 90s. Um the 90s and also yeah. like all of these religious people were on the selection committee for I know. A reason that makes literally no sense. Yeah, I don't understand. It's interesting though, and I read um, a bit of an article. Like, so Carl Sagan has this reputation that he was like, like very aggressively atheist, like very anti anti religion, mm-hmm. pro science. But then you watch this movie, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's anti like some aspects of religion. Yeah. Um, but he's mm-hmm. not anti, like, the concept of religion. No, he's definitely, like, pro-faith. Yeah, he's pro-faith. Like, I think he's anti, like, yeah. organized religion. Establishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Just like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, like, because he has, he just has this reputation of, like, a immensely hardline atheist who, like, would take nothing on faith. But then he writes this movie Something and, like, like authorizes, mm-hmm. the, or writes this book and authorizes this movie where this scientist ends up having a, like, very faith-driven Spiritual experience. Awakening. Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's, like, for, like, when she comes back and, like, that kind of happens when they're in the random trial, mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I was really annoyed by it. And then, like, by the end and, like, afterwards, I'm like, okay, I understand what's yeah. going on here. But, like, at that point, I'm like, really? <laughs> Is this what's happening? Well, is that we're did all of this in this entire movie is so that she believes in God, but it's not God that she's believing in at the end. So it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, like not that it's not fine to believe in God. That's not what I meant. But the yeah. point of the <laughs> story is like Matthew McConaughey is like, you can't go to space because you don't believe in God. Yeah. And I also want to sleep with you. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to pick Tom Scarrett because he said he believed in God because he's a dick man. Yeah. Literally Just... takes everything and says it was his. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing I like is like when she, when she's there, she's like, oh, shoot, they should have said a poet. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That she's yeah, like that having that mm-hmm. recognize realization that like, oh, I'm here, and yes, I can, I could have theoretically communicated with these people through science if I needed to, but like, I am not the best person to be explaining person this experience. Be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really they should have sent like. Three people, like a person of faith, a person of science, and a person of, like, art and communication. Mm -hmm. But there's only room for one. Yes. And also, no helmet. I know. Or quarantine? Or... Yeah, no no plans for... Yeah. I mean, so the way the ship was built had nothing. Like, she would just would have, like, stood in the middle of the sphere. But then they added all this safety equipment and cameras and stuff, but they didn't give her a helmet. I know, or, like, or even like neck, or like braces. a life support system, like system. like a backup, yeah, like air. She system. wasn't in a space suit, no, at all, no. Um, and like there was also, you know, they talked about how long it was going to take because mm-hmm. they didn't know about wormholes; they just know about the distance between Earth and Vega. yeah. Did they send they her didn't any give food? Her food or evacuation <laughs> options? It was very strange. Um, you know, thinking as I do yeah. uh, every day about Sally Ride. Um, did they just send her a million a tampons? tampons? Like, yeah. Um, or like, how does she go to the bathroom? I mean, she's probably wearing a diaper because that 
is basically what happens when you go to space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Of course it does. (laughs) Um, But like all of these things and then, you know, and then she's got a ring on and that seems like, I don't know if that's allowed, if they were allowed to wear. Oh, to wear jewelry? Some kind of. Like, I, like necklaces obviously would be dangerous. Um, yeah, the choking. Up yeah. With the choking. But I'm like, could you have earring studs in and all of the, like, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Things. I feel like, I feel like all that stuff they can have once they're there, but once I think they there. take it all off. Yeah, which would make sense. Just because, like, just you wouldn't want a ring on in case you swelled up or something and then you couldn't get it off. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. And it just to, like, minimize the potential yeah. injuries. Yeah. Once you're up there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess the one thing I wanted to talk about is like the real SETI, um, Mm -hmm. which is like the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. And it's a, like a NGO um, in based in the U S and Carl Sagan based Ellie on an actual researcher that he knew called Jill Tater, who's still alive. She's retired from SETI, but she still does like amazing science communication and science education work. Um, yeah. And like she said, um, I'll put the this SETI link um, in the show notes, but what did she say? Carl Sagan wrote a book about a woman who doesn't, who does what I do, not about me, explains Tartar. He did his homework and thus included many of the character building experiences that are common to women scientists studying and working in a male dominated profession. So Ellie seems very familiar to me. And yeah, that makes sense. Like it was like their careers were very similar, but I don't think there was any like overlap of like actual personality or Mm -hmm. anything. It was just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, here's this woman who's had this really cool career. I'm going to write a book about like, what if a character in that position had this experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the study link has um, some like movie version, like fact checking things. And basically there's like teeny, teeny, tiny things of like, yeah. Oh, like they should have stayed at Arecibo rather than going to the very large array in New Mexico because like the very large array looks really cool because it's like so many um, antennas. But actually Arecibo is better <laughs> so but they couldn't say in Arecibo but that's where they lost their funding no I know got kicked out yeah so they had to go somewhere else yeah although I guess she could have technically gone back there if, with rich man's funding. yeah I think I think it was like after they got the new funding like they wouldn't have stayed at the VLA they would have gone back to Arecibo because mm-hmm. it's more sensitive um yeah but yeah um and actually, on the subject of Arecibo, um, it's a real place. It's featured heavily in a Bond movie at some point. Um, it's the huge observatory in Puerto Rico that you might have seen on the news last year because um, so it got majorly damaged in Hurricane Maria in 2017. And then they were like trying to fix it. And like it like changed not ownership, but like stewardship um, by, between like different NGOs and stuff. And then like three more cables broke on it. And then it finally like was broke beyond repair at the end of 2020 um and it sucks because it was such a cool huge thing and the fact that it like no longer is repairable or working mm-hmm. just yeah sucks yeah but you know it's kind of what happens when you like don't maintain something and don't fund science like it's not just the Mm -hmm. science doesn't happen all this like this huge investment like it must have cost millions of dollars to build and just like yeah stops existing because somebody wanted to cut the budget by like five percent yeah so it's it's not just like the science doesn't continue the science becomes impossible to continue 
Yeah, and like to set it back up again would cost so much more than it would have to just keep it. Yeah, brought yeah. So they've decommissioned yeah. it. They were gonna like carefully um, take it apart, but now they it they just have to take it apart because uh, it was dangerous. Luckily, nobody was hurt. I don't think in any of those. Um, mm. about, well, Hurricane Maria, people were hurt, but not like at the observatory. No, yeah. because of the satellite yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have much else. There's some interesting stuff that I didn't know about stuff being, like the first stuff being sent out in waves, like the opening of the Berlin Olympics. And um, there's lots of things you could talk about, about sound transmitting into messages and stuff like that. I really like the um, the blind guy's character. Yeah, he's, just, he's also based he's, somewhat on a real SETI researcher. There's a, a blind researcher i'm not sure i think originally i read somewhere that the blind actual scientist was gonna like play a version of himself but Mm. then it became more of an acting role would have been cool if it was actually a blind actor but Mm -hmm. it was the 90s just the 90s yeah (laughs) um but yeah he was cool he was i think he's my favorite character Mm -hmm. i really like him he was a good grounding yeah person yeah Yeah. um and also cool that like it's not immediately obvious all the time that he's blind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Um, oh, so hmm. the weirdest thing of this movie is the Bill Clinton clips. Oh, I know. I, that was, I was going to bring that up. So they used it real clips so of Bill strange. Clinton. And this is obviously before his scandal and all that shenanigans. Yeah. So like, yeah, I wonder if they regret so it. They use, <laughs> yeah. The, so there's a, a quote in the uh, IMDb trivia about how they were going to cast someone. Like, I think, ironically, Sidney Poitier, which is funny because apparently everyone in the 90s just wanted Sidney Poitier to be president, I guess. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I would. <laughs> um, exactly. I'm fine with it right now. And so, but then Robert Zemeckis saw a clip of Clinton talking about Mars and he said something that was like almost exactly as what was in the script. And he's like, oh my God, we'll do this. And I'm like, okay, but... So, like, the first time, I was like, meh, okay, this is weird. Yeah. And then they, like, superimposed him on, like, green screened him into meetings and stuff, like Forrest Gump kind yeah. of thing. And then they have a bunch of clips of him just saying random stuff. And they're like, he's totally talking about this. I'm like, really? This yeah. is weird. It was so Even without weird. the fact that it was two years before everything yeah. happened. And not that I have, like, not that I'm like, Bill Clinton's evil. No, but I'm just but- like, this is... Weird. Yeah, if you, yeah, it was. It's weird that they didn't just invent a president. Yeah, I'm like, when it, like I'm sure that the amount of money you spent on green screening and also paying for those clips, you could have just paid someone. Like it didn't have to be Sidney Poitier. It could have been just a dude, or it could have been Angela Bassett. Which is what I thought it was at the first. They should part. have just had Angela Bassett be the president. I know. Um, like why? And because they picked a real president, now it's like, oh, this movie takes place in 1996. Yeah, like. It, yeah, it's very dated. It's, yeah, it makes it even more dated than the other very 90s yeah. things. Although there is a point where she's like, she's a scientist, she doesn't care about anything, she wears ridiculous clothes, but she has a version of the Rachel at some point, and I'm like, mm, I know. I don't know. <laughs> well, if she don't just... think a scientist would put that much effort into her No, haircut. but if she'd just gone and been like, give me a haircut, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was my assumption of that. Um, yeah, I love Jodie Foster in this movie. I think mm. she adds so much. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just without 
having like her dialogue isn't amazing at any point in the movie, but because it's yeah. um Jodie Foster, like she feels like mm-hmm. a real person. Yeah, I think and like I think that also helps with the believability of her caring about science yes. most of all is that Jodie Foster is one of those kind of like if they had cast a different person, like not that people couldn't play that kind of role, but you know, they may have been I don't even know, tempted to sex her up yeah, or something. Yeah, like, or be more flirty or the fact yeah. that she's not is actually a very win. Yeah. It's a good win. Like she's not constantly wearing lipstick yeah. to her midnight trips to the lab. Exactly. Like, yeah. She has her hair up almost all mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. Like Yeah. Yeah. It just it's so Jodie Foster in my brain. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like even, I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of those, like, she, she's nothing, or she, like, having seen Jodie Foster in so many other things, like, it's not like she's playing a version of herself who's just a scientist. Like, she is Ellie. Mm-hmm, but, it, like, I can't imagine Ellie as anybody else. Um, unrelated, um, and because I don't think we will end up doing it on the podcast for a very long time, if ever, because it's a really long book. But if you're looking for other like sciencey potential alien books, um, I can heartily recommend Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is really good, and it was weird that I was like, I doing them at the same time. Like I was listening to the audiobook. Mm, yeah. Um, right around, or like I finished the audiobook right around when I watched this movie last week. So, um, yeah, highly recommend. Totally different, but very like science-driven possible aliens stuff yeah yeah he likes he likes space he does like space and problem solving yes (laughs) yep fine with me (laughs) um yeah anyways that probably brings us to the end of the episode but if you want to talk about project hail mary with me you can find us on nature finds a pod at facebook instagram and twitter or you can check out our website naturefindsapod.com uh, and while you're there, you can subscribe to the podcast or leave us a rating or a review so that other people can find out about our weird blend of science and biology or nerdery and biology. <laughs> Patriarchy smashing yes. sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on depending on our mood <laughs> choice. Yes. Um, we will be back in two weeks with probably less patriarchy smashing and much more biology because we are going to talk about babe yay (laughs) it's like a total 180 from this one very very different (laughs) mood oh good time i'm ready for it i haven't seen babe in like 20 years it's gonna be great Um, yep all right and in the meantime stay stay sciencey friends. friends